Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first on Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 273, brought to you by Hook'em.com. Our good friends at Bud Light. Cedric Golden here with the duck. Kirk Bowles, duck the Texas Longhorns. Got a tough one this weekend. Head out to the South Plains. 2.30 p.m. meeting with the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Texas Tech coach Joy McGuire joins us today. We appreciate you, Coach. How are you today, sir? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's an exciting week. Playing a really good football team. And, you know, starting Big 12 plays big, so we're excited. Well, you've been a head coach now, what, nine, ten months in college? You got it all figured out now? There's <laughs> something new every day, man. You're dealing with young people. They, they present uh, challenges. Uh, every day. My dad, whenever I was in high school, used to say all the time, it's crazy. Your, your living uh, depends on 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. And now it just depends on 18, 19, <laughs> 21-year-olds. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, though, man. We've got a great crew. Well, I figured you were going to win all your games. Uh, you lost last week to NC State. I figured you might go undefeated <laughs> in your career. Shoot. I was hoping, man. I was hoping. <laughs> Well, man, I, I, I've always wanted to ask you. I mean, you're a high school coaching legend, winning, winning those championships at Cedar Hill. Um, 22 years as a high school head coach, and you're a um, you're a product of our state. Um, when you got this opportunity, uh, what was the ability to recruit, knowing these Texas streets and uh, spending those years at Baylor, uh, did that make you even more excited and you feel like you were more prepared for this opportunity? Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, I was on the board of uh, directors at THSCA. Um, I got to meet a lot of people like outside my area. You know, a lot of coaches, if you don't have that opportunity, you're kind of, um, you know, the people in the DFW area, like you're from there, but you don't really have the, the reach that you have whenever you start meeting all these guys on the board of directors. And so that was a huge help for me. Um, you know, Matt Rule hired me. That was the reason that he hired me. And so um, I think learning under him um, really accelerated the process of me becoming a head coach at the college level. Um, I, I always tell everybody if I hadn't worked for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now because um, he really helped me in recruiting and understanding how to build a roster. And so the connections, though, <clears throat> being a high school coach and knowing so many of these guys – um, has been huge for us in recruiting. You know, it helped add, add Baylor in the recruiting process and is definitely helping right now at Texas Tech. Well, you've won state championships at Cedar Hill, like Cedric said, same as Jeff Trailer did at Gilmer before you know, he landed at UTSA. Do you feel like, you know, having grown up through the ranks 
that the high school coaches kind of root for you, you and Jeff, and maybe that gives you a little bit of recruiting edge over some other people at all, Joey? I do. I do think, you know, we Jeff and I have talked about it a lot. Jeff's a really good friend of mine, and just we've said it publicly, but we've said it to each other, man. This is a, a – we kind of carry that THSCA flag, and we carry it with pride, you know, I've said it a million times. I'm a high school coach that gets to coach college football. That's my DNA. And so the coaches understand that. And I think they are rooting for us for a couple of reasons. One, out of respect. And then two, um, they want us to do well because there's a lot of coaches that at some point want to move on to the college ranks. And sure. they know if we do well, then they're going to have those opportunities. You know, you um, you brought hope back to, to Texas Tech and – uh, the fans are excited uh, about the direction you're going. Uh, but um, uh, your starting quarterback, Tyler Shuck, really hard luck guy. Collarbone last yeah. year, uh, similar this year. Uh, but you, but Donovan Smith has come in and, and done a good job for you. If you would, um, describe his style of play for people who haven't seen him yet. Well, he's 6'5", uh, he's 230. Um, he's a coach's kid, so, you know, he gets it. I mean, coach's kids, you know, when they grow up around the office and the locker room, just have a different um, idea of what this is all about. Uh, he's got a big arm. He can make every throw. Um, you know, one of his I – mean, he, he's going to throw the field out. I mean, he's going to throw it with some zip. Um, and then he can run the ball. I mean, he ends up winning the Houston game in double overtime, um, running into the end zone. Um, so that's something that, you know, you definitely got to be aware of because, you know, he, he's not, he's a true dual threat guy, but he's not a guy that just going to run, run and pull it down, you know, in a panic. He's, he's going to go through his progressions. Um, we've, we've kind of had the last two weeks turning the ball over and, and Kitley with coach Kitley would tell you, um, he's just a big part of it. I'm just a big part of it as Donovan and, and we've just got to – he's a young guy, you know, and so he's seeing some different things that we've got to clean up for him. And that's going to be a big part of, you know, us uh, Saturday. I mean, we can't go out there against Texas and the offense that they have and turn the ball over. Well, I saw you said in your press conference that, you know, Tyler Shuck's getting better. You got Baron Morton. Yeah. you got a really talented redshirt freshman there that you might put three quarterbacks on the field at the same time. Why stop there? Why don't you put four or five quarterbacks? Uh, <laughs> that, that'd be pretty radical thought that you got there, Joey. Yeah, it would. You know, the, the I don't think that this day and age allows you to carry four or five quarterbacks anymore, you know. And <laughs> They'd all be in the portal. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And so it really was. I mean, we had a system where um, it was a lot of fun stuff that was going on. And just uh, we wanted to make sure because those guys – they have such a presence with our team and they're, they're such great leaders um, that we, we wanted to keep them engaged. And so we had some really, you know, good stuff that we were using. And then when you lose one, now it kind of changes, um, you know, how you're going to use the guys. I mean, right. uh, I, I see both of them playing on, playing on Saturday, um, but we haven't made it to where we're rotating quarterbacks. That's not, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do it to where, you know, it was more planned out of when they knew they were going in. Well, yeah, I was watching a little bit of the NC State game, and your and your edge rusher Bryce Ramirez went down with a really ugly, uh, ugly, ugly, yeah. gruesome injury. I uh, was in the hospital. 
Um, I know you guys are your guys have rallied around him. Uh, how's he how's he dealing with this? Because nobody wants to see a kid get hurt like that. Yeah, he's man. Bryce is amazing. Um, I got a video this morning. He's still in in uh, Raleigh. Oh, uh, they wanted to do everything. Yeah, they wanted to do everything there before they traveled him because it, it was uh, a pretty serious injury. And so they've done everything. He actually was walking this morning with a walker. Um, so I think, wow. yeah, this dude, like he is one big muscle. Like he's <laughs> he's an outside linebacker. He's two hundred. I don't know if he has any fat on his body. I mean, he's just one of those guys. The thing with him, he has got this infectious smile that, uh, man, just people love him, and and he's such a great teammate. I mean, I told him, I said, I don't know how you were doing it because I'd have been screaming and crying, and he's <laughs> over there looking me in the eye. I'm holding his hand, and he's like, Coach, tell him what's next, which is one of our big sayings, and he's like, just tell him what's next. Just tell him what's next. I'm going to be okay. And, shoot, I don't know if I could have been doing that, you know, at any time in my life. And the, the guys, he's something special. Uh, it'd be good to get him back. I think he'll either be back, uh, you know, Thursday or Friday, but we'll get him back and love it pretty quick. Awesome. Well, how far Thanks, along, how far along are, are you all as a team and developing the roster the way that you want it to look? Uh, I know you're not there yet. Like I say, you want to be on the job about nine months. So, uh how far along are y'all as far as being the good team, the kind of team that you want to put on the field, Joey? Well, for the attitude and the effort is getting better every single day. That attitude has been great. I like the effort that we want to play with. So just taking the, that, that part of it, I mean, we're an effort-based program. And so how we want to play is getting better every single day. And they're understanding – if they're going to play on play better on Saturday, the harder they practice and the more focused they are. Um, as far as the roster of, um, I think you will continually to see us recruit uh, very athletic players, very long players. Um, you know, if you go back and you look at the team that I came from, um, they had a number of guys drafted this last year at Baylor. They were the fastest school at the combine. Um, that did not surprise me. They, you know, whenever you're talking about a, a Kalen Barnes, he ran a 10 flat in high school. He's supposed to go run a four, two, eight or whatever he ran at the, at the, uh, combine like that, that shouldn't shock anybody because he was fast in high school. They, you know, he's going to be fast. And so we're recruiting those guys and, and that's what we're trying to develop is a really team that we can, we have developmental traits that we can develop and we can create a really good roster. Well, this is a really, this is, to me, is one of the most fun games to watch this weekend in the Big 12. Uh, Texas had some success out there at uh, Jones AT&T with uh, six straight wins. What's the buzz on campus? Uh, because this this could be a statement game. Uh, not only early in your tenure, but but for these guys who have uh, taken it on the chin against Texas at home. You know, um, I mean, this is it's an exciting game, man. You know, the history, whether it be um, in football or in basketball or in baseball, there's been a lot of uh, huge moments, um, good and bad, for both universities. You know, for coaching changing and just everything like that, and so. I think there's an added um, element 
you know, to this game. I mean, it's a, a sellout. Um, there's going to be a lot of energy in the stadium, um, you know, and and <clears throat> we're excited. I, you know, one thing that's that I've always done in my career um, and try to get our guys to understand, and they're understanding more and more. But if you're not the best version of yourself at two thirty on Saturday, it's not going to matter who you're playing. So you're not giving yourself an opportunity to win that game. And so we really try to focus on us. I always tell everybody, look, I'm not stupid. I know the logo across from us. I get all that, you know, and I'm a Texan, man. I grew up, I'm born and raised in Texas. I ain't ever been anywhere else, you know? And um, so I totally get it. Um, and so that it adds to it, you know, but our goals are to go one and zero in the big 12 this week. And whether it be um, if we were playing Oklahoma state or Baylor or whoever it is, I mean, if we're not the best version of ourselves that, in that stadium on that day, we're not going to give ourselves the opportunity to win. Well, I don't know if uh, Stark is bringing Chris Beard along on the sideline to kind of, you know, if, it, if the crowd's a little flat, you know, generate a little enthusiasm or not. He did say yeah. he wants to embrace the hate, though. So, yeah, you think he ought to bring Chris Beard with him, you think? Uh, you know, I know uh, Sark, man, he's he is a really good – the thing that I, whenever I watch him call plays, I mean, he, one thing he is, is he stays in the moment. He, he's very focused. You, you can see it. He's very, there's not a lot of emotion. He he really stays there. So I know he probably doesn't want to add, add that extra distraction. I mean, the, the crowd's going to be already fired up anyway. Um, but I love it, man. It's good for college football. I mean, it's, it's yeah. good for college basketball. It's good for college baseball. You know I mean? Um, the, there's nothing like college football, and there's nothing like a big game on a Saturday and uh, people rooting for you, rooting against you. I mean, last week when we played North Carolina State, it's one of the best road environments I've ever been a part of. They bring you know, it, though. So they bring proud. it. Mm. They do, man. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. And so I think we're going to have that same environment, and it's going to be a great game. I mean, you know, they're they're a really good football team. They have the best running back in the country. You know, and um, he allows them to do a lot of things, you know, uh, on offense to stay ahead of the sticks. And so we've got to do a good job of, of uh, being where we're supposed to be and playing good defense. You know, they um, they ranked 100th in defense last season, the Horns, and gave up uh, 425 yards a game. But they, they, they're they much better this year, held Alabama to 20 points. Um what do you see on that side of the ball that could give you guys some problems this weekend, Coach? Well, I'll tell you, they're much better. You know, I, I got to play against them. I was still at Baylor uh, when we played last year. And um, number one, you know, Pete does a good job. And this is anytime you well, – what people have to understand is, like, you, multiple – so many snaps and a certain thing help players be better. Like, they, you know, that – People can talk about instincts all they want, but seeing the picture over and over and over and over in that call makes you a better defense, you know, and he's, he's done a good job. There is their second year in and, um, you know, and, and so you can see that they're more comfortable than they were last year with the calls. Um, but if you don't, if you don't recognize that they have an analyst who is one of the greatest defensive minds ever in college football and Gary Patterson and think that he doesn't have um, a hand in that, 
I mean, you're lying to yourself. That guy's as good as I've ever been around. Um, being from Dallas-Fort Worth, I spent a lot of time on that campus watching him coach, and you can see that. You can see, you know, his fingerprints on that. And I know he's deflected because that's the kind of guy he is to where he's given a lot of credit to everybody. And and Coach, you know, Sark, you know, has, has done a good, really good job with that team. But you can see Patterson's – I mean, you could you could see Patterson's fingerprints on that team too. I tried to tell a friend that I tried to tell a friend that the other day. They're not listening. His fingerprints are all over this coach. He, they they swarm. They didn't swarm yeah. last year like they're swarming this year. Well, I think it says a lot. You know, the one thing that I um, really respected about Dave Aranda um, when I stayed was the confidence that he had to one keep me but also to listen. And it says a lot about Steve and it says a lot about Pete, them as men and coaches, the confidence they have in themselves to still be able to go out there and do that, but also listen to Gary on, you know, how you play in this conference. I mean, the guys won a ton of games in this conference and, and play great defense. Well, you guys got a big new facility on the way, $200 million facility yeah. and uh, already got 75 million pledges i guess you have like a personal sauna uh in, in the facility <laughs> right Joey? Yeah. some coaching perks like that oh no man i will tell you this uh everything that we do is is centered around the student athlete and their health um their mental health their uh you know just creating the best version of yourselves i mean I don't know if there'll be a facility in the country that whenever the student athlete walks in the, the, the main part of their building, it's going to have more to do with them, whether it's in our weight room, whether it's in our training room, whether we have two full-time sports psychologists on staff that are in our building. And one is with us football wise every day, you know, and I don't know who else does that, but you know, in this day and age and what these players just people in general have to go through and and uh, the access that people have to them now with social media and the different things that they deal with. It's huge to have Dr. Bradstreet with us um, to help our players and help our athletes. So it's – and that $200 million is going to be awesome. I'm going to have a – of course, my office is going to be facing out at Jones AT&T and I'm going to get to see the field. But, you know, we're really gearing this to the student-athlete. Do you deal with the sports psychologist too? I mean, you lay down on the couch for 30 minutes every day. <laughs> I, probably need to. I probably need to. I did. I, I was in the training room the other day messing with our head trainer, Drew, uh, saying, hey, man, you need to go talk to Dr. Bradstreet, man. You're too nerved up. You need to relax a little bit. So uh, we have a lot of fun in this building, man. We, we, uh, it's a great environment and we all work well together and, and man, we love what we do and we love Texas tech and love where we're at. So we have a lot of fun. Who did you talk to before you took this job? Uh, uh, Who's your mentor? Because uh, it's obvious that, um, and I wrote this many years ago that uh, 17 year, 17 and 18 year old boys love shiny new things and, yeah. If you're not improving the facility, you're losing in recruiting. So uh, what what does what conversations did you have with mentors before you took on this challenge? Well, you know, my my main mentor whenever it comes to college football, I, mean, I have some great mentors. Sam Harrell's a mentor of mine. Mike oh, Copeland wow. is a mentor of 
mentor of mine. Um, Robert Woods is a mentor of mine. I worked for Robert for nine years. Um, uh, Kiff Harden. So the high school guys, I mean, those are the guys that have poured into me in my career. Uh, but my mentor is Matt Rule. I talk to him, you know, oh, man. almost Good every man. day, whether it's a text or a call. And, you know, I had a lot, you know, he, he was really um, behind me when, about this job, knowing, I mean, he knows how much I love the state of Texas, you know, and, and what I believe, you know, as far as football in the state of Texas. And so, I mean, it was a really, really good fit. There's a lot of history whenever it comes to Texas Tech and, and me and knowing this place. And then I knew uh, with, with – I think he's the best AD in the country with Kirby, you know, what they were going to do. I mean, this was already in the works. There was already a pledge for the, you know, the football facility with Dusty Womble and the, and the Womble and what it, what it would be called. But then – when you start having, you know, like yesterday, John Sellers and his wife, what they did and, and um, you know, and then with Cody Campbell um, with the south end zone and, and what those guys were going to do. I knew the facilities, there's going to be a major upgrade. And I, I think everybody expected it. But what we're about to do, I'm telling you, there's not there's going to be nothing like it in the country. The Where you're connecting, nobody will have the – connection stadium indoor football facility practice fields that we do and then it'll be as nice as anything out there if not nicer i thought clemson had like a water slide and i know a&m had a a haircut barbershop place there you got any bells and whistles like that in your facility well, we'll have a we'll have a barbershop um we're gonna have a state-of-the-art walkthrough room um, that, you know, Green Bay Packers uh, kind of started that. Uh, LSU had that with, you know, with Dave Miranda. Uh, working with Coach Miranda, we kind of modified our players' lounge to have that. I thought it was so valuable. So we're going to have a state-of-art walkthrough room for our players, the video. Um, but the, as far as, you know, you're going to have all kinds of bells and whistles. Like the, the part of the players' lounge is almost going to be like a spa where they're going to have the hot tub and the cold tub. We'll still have all the hydrotherapy and everything in the training room, but they're going to have their own area with sports center playing and all kinds of stuff. And it'd be more like a spa in that area than anything. You're going to be hanging out at that spa because Kirk's already trying to get you a, no doubt. a sauna. No doubt. Always looking out for the coaches, Kirk. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. About, what about NIL? You got a collective, right? Is it paying each Red Raider 25 grand? Is that is that what it is? The collective that? Y'all have a tech? We have out of our 120, I think we're maybe like at 111. Um, I don't know for sure. I mean, they, they handled all that, you know, until we have different legislation in the state of Texas. You know, the one thing that's a little bit different for us versus Louisiana and some of the other states is, you know, we have to stay out of that as, as – uh, as much as possible. And so uh, we allow our administration and, and uh, people that can handle stuff like that. But we're, I think we're right at 111 or 120 that have that. And then we have other guys that, you know, have a lot more, you know, um, through their own works and, and the things that they do to brand themselves. That was huge though. That's huge for the locker room, mm-hmm. um, you know, to try to create the, some kind of baseline 
because uh, I can't imagine. I know there's a lot of people right now that are probably going through a lot of infighting in the locker room whenever a starter doesn't make anything and then somebody's paid a freshman $50,000 to come in and sit on the bench because he's not ready to play yet. You know, I didn't – that's one thing around here we don't want to deal with because we want to make sure the guys that, you know, are are doing – you know, there are playing reps in the red and black are the guys that are that are getting supported. Right. What, uh, what's the vibe out there, Joey, about the Big 12 and who knows when, you know, we got four new members coming in next year. Uh, yeah. Texas and OU leaving, you know, in a couple of years, if, if not three years. And do you think uh, there's talk that maybe this will be the last time Texas comes out to Lubbock? Uh, how do you feel about that? And how do the fans out there feel about it? Uh, you know, I'm an old Southwest Conference guy, you know, and so I hated yeah. seeing Arkansas leave, you know, I mean, um, you know, I, and then you go to the Big 12, and, and I thought it was such a, a great conference where you had Nebraska and, and um, it, you know, you had Missouri in the conference. And, and so I thought that was, you know, it was tough to see the breakup just because the, the traditionalist in me um, loves those games. And, you know, I heard Gundy talk yesterday about Bedlam and, and, um, you know, it's, it's tough to see, but there's also an excitement. You know, there's – I think mm-hmm. you saw uh, Baylor play BYU. Um, that was fun. You know, just that was the, a fun game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was still at Baylor when we played BYU last, right. last year. And they're they – man, they're a really good football team. And, and Cincinnati playing in the Final Four last year. And Houston, you know, what they did last year. So, you're – what UCF has done traditionally, I mean, you're you're bringing four really good football teams in, and then, I mean, I I'm not in on it and have no idea what's going to go on, but there's no way that there's not going to be more expansion. You know, you're just you're not going to sit idle whenever there's things, you know, in chaos. And I think we have a really good leader uh, in our commissioner that's going to really be aggressive. And I I don't know when that timeline is going to be, but I could see in the next. You, you got it to me. You got to think whenever people were starting to say this could be the last time Texas comes out here, that this is going to be the last bedlam. That means that there's already talk of money. Texas is no you leaving early. Then that tells me that there's going to be some TV deal announced. I mean, it's just me. I don't, I, that's way above my pay grade, so I don't ever get involved. In, we're on the same and, page, though, Coach. I mean, we're on the same page. Something's, something's about to happen. It's, something's, you know, something's about, about to blow. Happen. It's about to blow. And, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, as an old Southwest Conference fan myself, we're, we're close in age and uh, growing up in East Texas. Uh, I want to see yeah. Texas and Texas Tech play every year. I want to see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play every year. And I'm glad to see Houston's in this mix. But um, those old rivalries, man, I'm excited for that. The Longhorns will get busy again. But I'm hoping. And uh, Kirby is on record as saying, hey, Texas agreed. 25 years. Where's those teams supposed to be playing? I hope they can iron that part out, Coach. Uh, We're going to try to because I I would love to play them every single year, too. I think it's a great – uh, game for our fans. Um, I think that there is a lot of animosity that is good for good hatred. Good hatred, yes. Yeah, and um, so I, I think it, it'd be great. I mean, I know from our side, uh, you know, we we want to play them, 
Well, as far as the animosity, are you practicing your horns down? Do you have your team <laughs> the horns down? No. We're going to try to make sure we don't get any penalties, man. We, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I, you know, I grew up in Texarkana and, um, you know, I, I grew up a Southwest Conference fan, and, but I also grew up um, <clears throat> almost, I think I had a shirt and I can't remember the, college it said but i like uh this school and anybody that beats texas you remember those old shirts oh yeah i had one you know and but you know i've also learned to uh, really respect them i mean mac brown is a very dear friend of mine i mean he called kirby uh on my behalf about this job and so i had guys play in that that uniform whenever i was at cedar hill and so um, I get it, uh, but you know we're going to make sure we don't get any. Un- you know, our one of our big deals of playing to win is don't beat yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we don't want we don't want any kind of penalties that are going to hurt the team uh, when it comes to that. You going to wear your shirt underneath uh, whatever you wear? <laughs> I don't think that will fit me anymore. I think I was about five or six whenever I had that shirt. So <laughs> squeeze in it, squeeze into it, coach. It's worth it. This is a special. Who are, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for growing up, Texas kid? Well, you know, um, we were right there on the board of Arkansas, and I went to a lot of Arkansas games growing up because one of my best friends, Todd Allen, had season tickets. He was a Razorback fan, and my mom's side of the family is all from Arkansas. Okay. Um, whenever we went to Fort Worth, man, I fell in love with Jim Wacker um, and just, you know, and Kent Davis and the Temple oh, Tornado, and, you know. And so I think what's funny is the popular thing, for me, it was to root against Texas and Texas A&M, you know, oh, yeah. and so I've kind of always done that. I remember my dad had a shirt that he wore so much that was a Texas Tech shirt that it almost at one point became holy and see-through because he, he wore it so much. And it was one of his favorite shirts. Loved Grant Taft growing up, you know, and so, I mean, I was, man. I was a diehard uh, Southwest Conference, um, you know, fan. I mean, loved it. You know, I, I, what's crazy is because I, I really, growing up and being young, uh, at that time, Lou Holtz was the head coach at Arkansas. So whenever he went to uh, Notre Dame, you know, I kind of followed uh, Notre Dame, you know. And so it's been more my, – my really whole life has been more the coaches that coach the teams and really some of the, the players um, that I coached. I mean, whenever I was a high school coach – I rooted for my players, so wherever they were playing, that's who I was rooting for. Oh my God, those ce- those cement fields—they still show those old games and how they played on that turf, man. Oh, you Nebraska, it was oh like oh my God, it was brutal. You know it. I mean, Billy Sims running downhill whenever he got on that other side of that uh, <laughs> that crowd, whatever. Yeah, that crowd. crowd. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love Barry it. Switzer made sure of that. Oh, yeah. good. Coach, man, what a pleasure. Just a fun conversation today. And um, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, best of luck this weekend. Texas Tech hosting Texas, 2.30 p.m., Jones AT&T Stadium. Uh, Coach, let's do this again. We really appreciate it. We enjoyed the conversation. All right, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Joey. Good luck. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you all. On Second Thought. 
Doug, what a great conversation with Joey McGuire. You know, the thing that, that resonated with me was you know, the, the, real, the real desire to continue this series, even when Texas is in the SEC now. Uh, that just made me think we need to get Brian Davis in here because our beat writer lived and loved it. He got his mail there. For three years. I paid taxes there. He paid taxes <laughs> in the 806. He actually threw a party in 2002, uh, my first year on the beat at his bachelor pad. <clears throat> wasn't an honest man yet running things out on the South Plains with the ladies. But I remember <laughs> the helmets all over the, all over the helmet collection. I remember feel, smelling like sawdust. We, we came out of that brutal. Uh, press box they were refurbishing but brian oh, yeah, that was tough. what what are you what what are your memories about living in lubbock in the texas uh, texas tech series in particular well a couple things number one is that uh said you you are not the only person who remembers that party so if it's two decades later and we're still talking about one of the most epic parties at 47th and slide it must have been a good one at the little rental house nice that uh, that they had there should have bought it should have bought should've, it. I should have bought it. Absolutely, should have bought it. Uh, and you're gonna and y'all are gonna laugh at this, but but uh, when I think of tech, uh, obviously you know I was sent out there by the Dallas Morning News to cover Bob Knight and just Mike Leach and everything else, and we can talk about Salagate and all those other things. But uh, that's where I was on 9/11 as well, and so that's one thing I remember too is being out there for 9/11, and um, you know Texas Texas Tech was supposed to play UTEP that week. And that game was canceled. And uh, I just never forget being in the hallway and Mike Leach grabbing my notepad saying, okay, here's how we're going to blow these guys up, you know? And he's like, <laughs> how we're going to blow oh, up man. the Taliban, right? Oh, I should have saved, saved that map. It would have been good to frame, you know, Mike's <laughs> Mike's war plan. You know he yeah. meant it. You know he meant yeah, it. He definitely meant it. He definitely meant it. Before you move into the the present, what's your best Bobby Knight story that you think you can share? I know you've told me and said a bunch of them, but is there anyone you could share on the, oh, on the wait, little podcast? Please tell the contract story. <laughs> well, the contract story is the probably the funniest. That's what I was going to tell is that, you know, uh, <clears throat> tech fans who are listening, you know, probably remember this, you know, uh, it was either the second or third year and they, they didn't really get off to a great start, didn't really play that well. And, and, um, Knight decided that he was going to give back his salary, right? I'm going to give back my salary. Well, I got wind of this and uh, called over there and I got patched right through, um, you know, because being the, being with the Dallas Morning News and whatnot is, <laughs> you know, hello, how can I help you today? You're right. Well, coach, I wanted, I heard you're going to be giving back your salary and, you know, wanted to find out about that. Well, <clears throat> yes. Well, okay. You know, the season hasn't gone the way we liked and da, da, da. And, you know, and he's just talking normal. Right. Wow. And I said, and I said, well, well, Bob, let me, let me ask you. I said, according to your contract, it says that your salary is $600,000, but you make about 1.2 million total or whatever. I said my salary. I said my salary. <laughs> I mean, he just starts going crazy on me. I'm talking about my salary, GD and MF and da da da. This relax, relax, <laughs> calm down, calm down. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. Your salary, sorry. And he starts breathing hard and he's going crazy <laughs> on me. And he's like, <sighs> you get him worked up. And he's like, okay, okay, yeah, my salary. So anyway, my salary is you know da da da. 
I tell you, when you were out there with those two, Leach and Knight, I mean, it was one crisis after another, wasn't it? So, a lot of crisis communications, a lot of crisis management going on. Yeah, out probably there. held you in good stead moving forward. I would think absolutely. That's a good you know, trait to have at some point in the future, no doubt. And Gerald Myers, Gerald Myers, what a character as an AD. You know, Gerald. Uh, you know, Gerald, an old coach all the way. Yeah. Um, you know, just just he's a great, great guy, a great person. And the thing about Gerald, I've always said this too, um, and both of you guys know this. Um that is a person who personifies being a Red Raider. Oh, yeah. You know, he is everything Maybe. about what Texas Tech University is supposed to be and what they want to aspire to be. And Gerald um is just he's just a great person and an great incredible ambassador mm-hmm. uh to, to Tech Nation. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm driving out with my good friend Larry Carlson uh, going out I'm there. Bragging. The I'm bragging. I'm tired of you hogging the Texas Tech trips. Tired uh, of you know, He does hog them. Said he does. He hogs. Hey. I haven't been. I haven't been to a Texas Tech game. Let's go I, back since I got this column, and that you, was in tw- 2006. Yes, <laughs> you, you just said I'm hogging the trips to Lubbock. Said no one else ever. Okay. And now you're complaining about it. You are. You take that trip. I I want. I will say. I, listen, listen. I will say. In retrospect, said we should have gotten you to come to the basketball game in February or January, whichever one it was. Right? You should have come and see the Chris Beard return <laughs> experience. That was one of the best uh, nights I've ever had out there in terms of just craziness and the students. Uh, the party. Yeah, it was a party. It was a giant party. No well, doubt about it. Well, Interviewing the, the students beforehand, it was fantastic. But the tech fans think I'm a murderer now. They think I'm yeah, they a do. murderer. You're right. They do. When they blocked the bus, I you recommended mayhem. I just, I just said, shout out to the bus driver for backing up. He had options. Is that what you said? He had some that, options. Is that what so you said? He made, uh-huh. he, he made the right choice, but they're like, oh, you want him to run over a bunch of college kids? I was like, you mean those guys shooting a bird and dropping F bombs? Nah. Those yeah. guys don't need to get run over. They don't. You have no heart. You have no heart. So I tell you what. Maybe I mean, one day I asked, I'll get back out there. We'll see. Maybe one I asked. Day. I asked this on Longhorn Confidential, but I I've been thinking about it ever since. Like, just the video of Brock Cunningham standing out on the bus and waving the fa- egging the fans on was so awesome. Love me, it's like Brock. such a unique moment. He's they lost the game, a, but that is such a Brock thing to do. Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Hey, BD, we asked Joey McGuire if uh, uh, if Sark should bring Chris Beard out there to kind of, you know, get the crowd going because there won't be much enthusiasm uh, when Texas comes to town. So uh, he laughed about that. He said, ah, I think we'll, we'll, there'll be some excitement in the stadium. My question, is this the last time the Texas Longhorns are going to Lubbock for yes. a football game? Yes. Yes. Emphat- yes. I'm going to say it emphatically. I'm going to put it out there emphatically. Yes. Tell me why. Tell us why. Well, because for a couple of reasons, number one is that I think I really do think um, that uh, Texas will be Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC in 2024. I really do think that that's going to happen. Uh, it's just a matter of negotiating and, and getting the TV money right with with ESPN and all that other stuff. And that means that Texas will play an SEC schedule and just, you know, the Longhorns are not going to play a non-conference game in Lubbock. They're just not, you know. I would. Do. It's a, That's just you're asking for it. You're a football game. They're just. They're just. They're just not going to do that. I want them to. All right. Why? I'll be devil's advocate. Why not? It's a great rivalry. Why not? Okay. Why should they? 
I'm just looking at it from Texas's point of view. Why should they do that? Because, because Texas, look at this way, Kirk, Texas tech just announced a sellout for the game this weekend. Okay. That's great. That's 60,000 people. All right. 60,000 people. Texas just packed 105,000 people in for Alabama. Right. Why would they, why would they choose to go to a smaller stadium in a in-state game um, and give up that money. Yeah. They're going to have to pay. They would have to pay tech money a million plus to do it. Why would they do that when it's easier to just play a home game against UTSA or, or UTEP, uh, a system school and, you know, play at home and get a, get a win. Cause then you're about to turn around and play an SEC schedule. Why would you do that? Why would you go to Jones when there's nothing but downside for you? Well, I'll, tell you I would just say, I'll tell you why. I, go ahead. Uh, and, and, I, and I know what Kirk, Kirk, Kirk is of the three. He's the most nostalgic. He's the romanticist in the group. Brian, you think more with more of a business head. So do I. I'm more practical. Um, if you're looking to win, you don't play him. Uh, me, the, the SWC guy in me, Big 12 guy in me, wants to see it. But but practically speaking, uh, Texas wouldn't be smart to have to want to go out there and play. And then three weeks later, they're in Baton Rouge or Tuscaloosa or Athens. So, yeah, I get that part. I would just say you're right about the sentimentality. I, I plead guilty to that, Sid and Brian, as you know. I love the college football game. I love the pageantry. And I love rivalries. And quite honestly, it just sickened me to see, you know, Bedlam series, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State probably coming in in because – it's Oklahoma cool. State didn't want it, you know, and I hate that. I hate that OU Nebraska went away. You know, I mean, I'm all about the rivalries. And so I guess what I would ask then, are they going to play any of these Big 12 teams in the state? Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, uh, Houston, which is coming on board next year. Do you think they'll play any of those uh, four in-state Big 12 schools anywhere, even in Austin? Well, I'll, I'll say this real quick about Tech. Um, you know, for all the reasons I just said, they're not, I don't think they're going to play, they won't play football in Lubbock, you know, tech, uh, Texas officials will not go on the record and say this, but they were super pissed at how beard was treated out there. I mean, they, they did not like how they felt that tech should have done a better job keeping the students away from the bus and all those types of things. I mean, yeah, we laugh about it and it's, it's funny. No one got hurt and it's just a crazy time. But from Texas officials' point of view, I mean, they did not like that. So I don't, I don't know that the basketball series will continue. And if you're not going to play football and basketball, I don't know that you're going to let the other sports play. But as it relates to the other other things, uh, to me, Texas still should be visible in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. But do you want to play? Do you want to play Dana? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't you can, know. You I don't can play Rice. You can play Rice. Play Rice. Play Rice. Absolutely. Play Texas Southern. And you know that you don't need the Metroplex. You don't need the Metroplex because you have Texas OU. You mm-hmm. know, once they get to the, the SEC, they're gonna they're gonna put some cupcakes on that schedule. More oh, than we're used to seeing covering Texas. Absolutely, some right. cupcakes. There's gonna be some Murray States. There's gonna be some some Texas like, Prairie yeah. views. That's gonna happen. Well, yes. and they've got series with Ohio State and Michigan coming up too. So you're right, said they're not gonna play a bunch of heavyweights. So. I don't know. I, I again, I, beating the dead horse on these rivalries. I hate to see them go away. 
you know, partly because, you know, you get attached to these people and the schools and their fan bases and all, but, but you're right there, but the fans aren't going to care about UTSA and rice and UTEP. We know that they would care about a <clears throat> Texas tech or TCU <clears throat> coming into DKR. But like you said, they had 105,000 for UTSA. So maybe it doesn't matter because you're going to sell those season tickets because you have a Florida and LSU coming in and A&M and Arkansas. So the season ticket problem will be solved, but I still hate to see it go away. Yeah. One, one, one Oh two was the attendance for, for UTSA, not one Oh five. Come on. You don't, don't, don't Aggies, overestimate it by three. Aggies had 107, you know, it was their third largest crowd ever for Miami. And yeah, you know, when you were in Lubbock, Brian, <clears throat> you said this game's going to be a sellout, obviously. I wonder how many times they sold out. Uh, maybe when Oklahoma came in, was it, were sellouts rare for Texas Tech when you were out there covering them those three years? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, the only the only teams that moved the needle are Texas and OU, and well, and then A and M at that time. Right. Know, I was also they're going to lose all three of them. All that's three right. of them will be gone, right? Absolutely. So that that's three major pieces of their home season ticket package right. that are going to be gone. I was also there. If you, I was also there that day. You remember that uh, they tore down the goalpost and they threw the goalpost in the A and M section, and oh yeah, and one of them hit Seth McKinney's dad and right. he was bleeding and all that. Yeah, it was, and that led to one of the greatest lines I ever wrote in the morning news. You know, is that after the investigation, Aggies were punching Aggies. <laughs> yeah, that was oh. crazy. There's been some crazy scenes. Yeah. We remember the Crabtree game and the, you know, the game. electric games. You know, I've ever ever seen so uh, what are you expecting this week uh, you know i wrote my nine things i trust this texas team maybe i'm getting ahead of myself but do you two trust texas like are they that much better than they were a year ago you know brian what do you say easy e- easy <laughs> that's, that's getting excited um, here. listen listen i i think the texas is the better team i think they've got the the you know I'm not saying that Joey McGuire's staff is is inexperienced or anything like that, but I like Sark in his second year over Joey McGuire in his first year right. of this from a coaching standpoint. Um, you know, but let's be honest here. Texas, yes, they are winning the games, but man, it is hell to get to that finish line. I mean, it took it took a little Jordan Humphrey miracle catch, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, in what is it, 2018? Let's be honest. It took a it took a lucky ricochet off on an onside, onside kick. kick. Yes. On the onside kick, it took a very lucky ricochet to for Texas to get that ball and go on and win that game. So, right. um, they have to play well. If they do not play well, uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. The, the, Texas has got to play well this week. This is not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to blow them out. I don't think they're going to blow them out. I trust. No, them. I don't either. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to roll tech. I think. I think they're going to win um, by six or seven, uh, at the very most, uh, twelve. But that's not a blowout. Um, Do you trust them? Do you trust yeah. them, Sid? Uh, this is the acid test. This is this is a game they're supposed to win, but it's in a it's in a hostile environment, and it's against a. Uh, a quarterback who's dynamic, who's big and physical, and um, against a team that really has nothing to lose. Uh, I'm picking them. I'm picking them to win. Um, and if they win big, then then I do trust them. Uh, then all of a sudden they're legitimate, a Big 12 contender. But they still haven't taken this act out on the road 
and done something great just yet. True. This right. this would be a feather in Sark's hat. This isn't uh, people aren't going to be going. Oh my God! Did you see what they did against Texas Tech? No, but people people that are in the know, uh, you know, and on the beat inside of inside of this this beat will go. Okay, they went out and took care of business on the road. And that's were they one yeah. in five on the road last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one in five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, they look like a Big Twelve title contender. I'm not saying they're the favorite, but they look legit to me. I think, as Sark said Monday, I don't know if we would have folded last year, you know, getting down 17 to seven, maybe, maybe not, but it just seems like there's a, there's a belief and a confidence there and the talent is upgraded so much. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's some playmakers on that defensive side, you know, getting some pick sixes, Jade Barron and, and Gilbo. And, and so I just think they got so many more playmakers and like, like you were writing about the old line, Brian, is that, we're not noticing the offensive line, and, and that's pretty much a good thing. Those are like referees. You don't want to notice them. When they're you know? saying they're not heard, they're doing their job. Absolutely. And, and uh, I, I just thought it was interesting that Sark made, such a big, Sark made such a big point about that. You know, you guys you guys are asking about Kelvin Banks. You haven't asked me about Kelvin Banks. I mean, come on. You're right. right. Quit, quit trying, quit trying to tell us what the rights are. <clears throat> He didn't like when you asked about going on Banks over there. in August, remember? Yeah, let let the record show that I was the one asking Kelvin Banks, and Sark didn't like that at that he time. Didn't like that. If so Kelvin Banks starts in trouble, not a great question. Not a great question. Now you yeah. begging for a Kelvin Banks question? That was funny. That Brian was funny. said, "You know, I think I think I'm I'm with I'm definitely with you guys in that uh, if they can go out and win on the road." Um, I mean, look, look, they've got some runway here. Tech, West Virginia, if you yeah. can get two wins under your belt, now you're going to OU with a, what, 4-1 four four and one mark? Feeling they great. Top 10. Maybe you're top feeling great. You're prob- yeah. And, and I'm surprised we've gone this long without mentioning his name, but if Quinn Ewers can come back healthy and do what he was – and if he can take that first quarter of Alabama and spread it out the rest of the season, Couldn't pay. that's pretty good. Is, do you think y'all think he's starting this weekend? I still think they'll go with Hudson Card. I think it'd be great to give Quinn Ewers another week uh, to heal. I, you know, because that's that can be a rough place to play out of Lubbock, as, as all three of us know. So I don't know. Is it, it's like? Do you think Sark's teasing us a little bit? Well, they all practice Monday, and they're all looking the a lot guy, better. The guy dressed Saturday. I know. Would y'all play him? No. If he's like 80%? No. no. I wouldn't either. You I can wouldn't. Win this Maybe game an win emergency. This. You can win this game without Quinn. I think. But if Hudson Card had a meltdown of some sorts and they find themselves down 10 going in the fourth quarter, I maybe think, he's I think he's the third guy right now. I don't think he's uh, – I just don't know that he's 100% ready to get in yeah. there and take a shot to the shoulder. People say, oh, it's, the people go, oh, it's 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 his left side, so it's not as big. You mean the side that's exposed to the pass rushers when you're back to pass? That side? Yeah. That you know side? he's going to take some shots on that, on yeah. that side. Oh, yeah. That, I'm, uh, yeah. I don't know how healthy he is or isn't, but uh, I, w- I would go Hudson for one more, one more yeah. shot, minimum. So are, we looking at, are we looking at the Big 12 champions here, Brian and Seth? No. Well, yeah. Let's not let, let's 
but like like my man Parcel says, you know, let's put away the anointing oil right now, you know, right? Let's <laughs> or just... like or like Mr. Wolf said in in Pope Fiction, hey, let's not go, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I look, I just I just think that I just think that Quinn showed Quinn showed enough to me against Alabama that I'm now bought in. I'm now bought into the Quinn Ewers experience. Yeah. Um, nice. Get him back healthy. Um, I think the defense is going to play well enough to win games. Uh, look, I've said I've said this all along. The defense today in college football, you do not have to be the eighty-five Bears. Okay, no. you give don't up twenty. Give up twenty-two points. Twenty. Exactly. You give exactly. up twenty-four. Just don't give up forty games. Yeah, yeah. Just don't give, give up forty. You give up twenty-four points in today's game. You, you that's win eight or nine games every year. Yes, that's how that is. Absolutely. So maybe you start you score the twenty. Corner. You can't score twenty-five points. You're going to be unemployed as a coach. Yes, you have yeah. to be able to score forty points to win in today's college football. Yeah. So maybe he starts turning the corner. I tell you, you know, I mean, if if he does, and football gets up to the speed like all the other programs at Texas, could be the golden era like the two thousands. You know, I mean, it, it's oh, possible. Man. Slow down. Tap the brakes on that. Oh, and now oh, I'm too positive. Yeah, okay. yeah. What do you want? What you know, you someone want? needs to control don't, you. Don't goals. gun it in a school zone, Duck. Don't if only, if only the school zone. had someone that could control you. Exactly. Boy, isn't that the truth? From your from your lips. <laughs> yeah. well, you oh, never know. Man. You never know. You never know. You never know. Any other observations, BD? Yeah, before you go. <laughs> You know, I will say this, uh, something we haven't talked about a lot uh, is that I'd, I would really like to see Xavier Worthy get more, get get going more. And I'm not talking about just been quiet. I know. I'd, 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 I'd really like to see start. X. I'd really like to see X get some, get some balls to where, and I'm not, it doesn't have to be home runs. Get him, just throw him over the middle, get him on the move, get get the ball in his hands and let him, let him do his thing. Yeah. Maybe he's really quiet. Maybe they're saving him. Yeah. Possible. What are they saving him for, Doug? Uh, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas you don't State. Say, you don't save whiteouts. You feed them. Kansas. Well, in fairness, they played Alabama two weeks ago, and then the running game was working so well Saturday, and they needed to get that on track. So, and now none of us really worried. Now that that's rolling. Yeah, It'd none of us are really worried about where these talent level. Right. So, but you're right. You need to start getting him some shorter passes. He's, a little, he's blending right now, and that's not good. Yeah. Jordan Whittington got a little bit more shine than he did. <clears throat> it's yeah. just time for them to take the top off of a defense, and this might be the this might be the week he breaks out. Yeah, because I feel Ted, like this be, might uh, be a high scoring game. Ted, you're gonna be watching the Aggies and the Hogs, right? Jerry I'm, World. I'm gonna be a Jerry World. That's a six o'clock. Uh, kickoff, so I'll get there early so I can watch the horns, uh, follow the tweets, and uh, see see what see what's happening. See if they can pull this thing off. Yeah, I'll send you a postcard from Lubbock. Okay, appreciate it. I appreciate it. It'll probably get here before you because you're driving back. So, <laughs> yeah. good luck on that thing. Ah, oh, what an idiot! What an idiot! You and Larry, stupid. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, you... I know you're going to Sweetwater. You're going to order a pizza and watch the Browns and Steelers. I think there's a college, some college games on tonight too. So that'll be yeah. fun. There's Sean some McDonald's. There's a McDonald's and there's a McDonald's and Post that Kirk likes to stop at. There's also a uh, the, the original Pancake House in Lubbock. Yes. You know, 
50 yard line's gone, but the original pancake house, pancake house is there. So uh, I'm so glad maybe you I'll brought be there that with up. The, be there with Jake Majors, maybe. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, shout out to Chris Cook and and uh, Blaine Bill back in the day, always entertaining us at the 50 yard line stakes. Just I miss I miss the way they used to they used to treat the media back in the day. Now we now 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 we just kind of coexist. It's not as fun as it used to be. Cricket and Matt, Matt Dowdy too. Don't leave him out. He got his Joey McGuire today. Yes, he did. Thanks, oh. thanks to Matt Dowdy. Thanks to to Joey McGuire. Thanks to Brian Davis, esteemed beat writer. We are going to put a bow on this one. Uh, had a blast. Have fun at the game. Have fun watching it. That will do it for episode two seventy three of On Second Thought. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.